Hi, this is Regaline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcasts. Today, we are going to discuss photography with Nadine Saviano. Nadine is a wife and mother of four and an intentional disciple of Christ. She is an owner and leader of the photographer Nadine Saviano Photography. Nadine is also founder and president of God Winks Incorporated. Welcome to the show, Nadine. Hi, thank you, Gigi. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. It's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? Uh, so I am from uh, the Western New York area, um, south of Buffalo in Ski Town, Ellicottville, New York. I love it. Now tell us more about what inspired you to become a photographer and what does it really take to be a photographer? <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> I actually kind of fell into photography. I grew up around all different types of art media. My mother is a portrait artist and I grew up with a manual camera in my hand. Um, and uh, learning all different types of art media. And uh, at a particular point, a low point in my life, I was transitioning from uh, being um, married to my first husband to being single and looking for a change. And um, I met someone who ran a photography studio and um, I was able to get in there and start, you know, my hands-on training and go from there on, um, you know, advancing uh, in different types of photography and, um, and really being in, uh, able to hone in my skills on in, in all different uh, ways, all different um, genres of photography. Um, so I went from one studio to another and uh, currently now am on my own. I love it. Tell us more about Nadine Saviano Photography. Um, so Nadine Saviano Photography has been uh, active for a little over a year and a half now. Um, and uh, it was one of the best things I've done in my life. Um, <clears throat> my, um, I'll take a little step back. Um, I have um, throughout my life kind of suffered several hardships between, um, you know, an abusive first marriage and then uh, a previous boss um, was just, um, it, it was essentially an abusive relationship between myself and my boss and um, took me a while to get out of that um, for anyone that has been in any type of abusive type, type situation. Um, you know, it's very difficult to see the forest through the trees and, you um, really have the strength and courage to, um, to step outside and make the, the positive um, changes um, that you need to make um, to actually live a happy, joyful, and healthy life. Um, and so the, um, you know, my previous um, employment situation was, um, you know, I tried to get out of several times and, um, couldn't understand why I couldn't get out. I had a lot of good interviews trying to get out and nothing came about, but um, hindsight is always 2020. And um, some people came into my life um, during that time that my extended uh, time at that employer um, that really changed my life and led me on a path to Christ, um, which led me to my other business, which we'll go to, I'm sure, momentarily. Um, but ultimately, um, I ended up leaving there and establishing my own business, Nadine Saviano Photography, where 
um, I'm able to um, manage myself, accept jobs that I want to accept, um, and focus in areas that I was never allowed to focus on, um, and handle clients the way I really would like to handle them, um, because I'm all about details and, and client relations and customer service, and um, really having a relationship with my clients, um, which I wasn't really necessarily able to do um, under someone else's roof. So now that it's my own roof, I'm able to handle things the way I see appropriate. Now you talk about abuse in the corporate world. Was this verbal abuse? Um, yes. Yeah. Um, verbal and emotional abuse. Um, it was really, um, you know, there would be days where it was good and there would be days where it was bad, but that just anticipation in between of what day, what kind of day is today going to be? Um, and it was for many years when the sound of the door would open, it was like, Ooh, what am I, what am I walking into today? <laughs> uh, and, um, it was just not a, um, you know, it was not a good situation for many years. Um, you know, <clears throat> it was, uh, he was, the boss was very generous to me, um, financially, but that was his world was financial and um, couldn't understand the need for actually being um, healthy and happy as well. Money was the only thing. Um, and money is not my world. Um, God is my world. And um, I, I just could not be in that situation anymore where there was no understanding of um, needing to have a healthy relationship in work and at home. Amen. Now you talk about your, your faith grew essentially and your walk with God grew mm -hmm. after this abuse in the corporate realm. Talk mm -hmm. to us about that process. You know, looking back, there were so many times in my life that um, the Lord was just calling me and uh, my heart was hard, my ears were closed, and uh, I, I just didn't maybe realize what was happening at the time. Um, but the Lord had a direction for me that um, just became so blaringly obvious after a while that I had no choice but to open my eyes and listen and follow with my heart. Um, so I had mentioned, um, you know, having tried to leave um, this employer, but, um, you know, obviously you need a paycheck. And I, I was looking for a job, couldn't, just could not find an employer to follow through on hiring, even though I totally killed a whole bunch of interviews. And I'm like, why am I still here? What is happening? Why is this happening to me? Um, but then uh, one day a client came through the door at the studio and um, she talked to me about her life experience and how she had um, lost a baby um, in stillbirth. And uh, she wondered if I would be able to um, take the images that she had from her babies, um, you know, we'll, we'll call it birth, but, um, you know, she had pictures taken at the hospital um, and was never able to do anything with them. And he asked if Hello, I Michael. Would... Michael has joined us. Michael oh, hi, Mike. <laughs> um, she asked if I was able to do anything with them. And um, I said, absolutely, I'll take them. I'll do whatever you need. And um, she was the very first person to put the idea out there of 
um, you know, there's a real strong need for people to um, to photograph these type of situations, and you should really think about doing this. And I thought, mm, no, <laughs> I, there's no way I can't do that. I'm sorry. And she's like, no, really think about it. You should, you know, you should really think about that. And within a week, um, there was a completely disconnected person from her that called that studio um, looking for um, help with a donation. It had been a client that I had worked with years in the past. And um, she was looking for a donation toward her nonprofit organization that she had started um, for uh, bereavement services for um, parents that had lost babies. And um, she also presented me with that same exact idea that I should look into doing this because I, I would be good for the job and there's a great need for it, especially in the Western New York area. And I thought that's kind of odd that two completely separate people came to me with that same exact idea. Um, prior to that, I had been um, really just um, almost in despair um, in my life trying to get out of the place that I was in um, and feeling like I, I just don't even care if I do photography anymore. I just want to move on with my life. Um, and then I was in a prayer group meeting and the topic came up of um, wasted talent and God-given talent. And I started having guilty feelings about moving away from, you know, the thought of moving away from photography because it's something that I just really have loved. Um, I love creating. I love, you know, having those relationships with my clients. I love being able to turn out that end result and have great responses every time. So I had these guilty feelings about even being willing to let photography go. And then these couple of people came into my life and presented this idea to me. Um, and I had had a conversation with my spiritual director about it. And she says, you can do this, you know these things didn't happen for no reason. You should do this. And so I started thinking about it and I thought, well, there's a lot more directions to go than, um, you know, infant loss. Um, you know, there's so many different situations uh, in the world where um, families are threatened, lives are threatened. There's so many different types of diagnoses and and different life situations. And so I decided that I would take that leap um, and um, be all inclusive to any person, any family facing any type of life-threatening um, diagnosis or terminal diagnosis and offer family portrait to that family um, to number one, help, you know, if there is a loss, help with bereavement, um, healing, um, spiritual healing, um, emotional healing, and so forth. Um, but also, if there was um, a battle happening, say, um, you know, I've worked with many patients that are battling cancer that have a, a, a good prognosis moving forward. But you know what? They're in a battle. They're in a struggle. They need help. They need uh, positivity. They need their family. They need um, just, uh, uh, you know, 
warm feelings and they need to kind of let those thoughts go for a little bit. So if they can kind of let go, enjoy their family, capture some memories with their family, and then at the same time, um, have someone praying for them, the more prayers, the better. And there's a lot of people that are following my organization and what it is doing. And um, uh, so these people are all praying for all of the families that I work with, whether they are still battling or whether they have lost their, uh, their loved one. Um, and so that whole um, process and all of these neat little things that kind of lined up, um, which I realized looking back were all um, God winks. Um, I decided I would, um, you know, found this organization. So it's, it is a nonprofit uh, 501c3 organization called God Winks Incorporated, um, which is, is in the sixth year now. So I'm in my sixth year of Nadine Saviano Photography or I'm sorry, of um, Godwinks Incorporated and in my second year of Nadine Saviano Photography. Um, so being able to step out on my own, um, number one was a big leap of faith um, because you have that security net of a regular paycheck and then stepping out onto your own and just having faith that, you know, you're going to be provided for. But um, as I've learned time and time again, the Lord always provides. He always gives you what you need when you need it. And I'm just reassured of that every step of the way. Amen. Now you talk about your God-given gifts being a photographer. And you said that you almost stopped stepping into your purpose. Now, for the audience that's listening, what is your best advice to those individuals to not give up on their God-given talents? You know, just to know that uh, that every day is a gift from God. Everything that you have is a gift from God. And all of your experiences throughout your life, um, you know, whether they're good or bad. And I can look back now in my life and see where God was leading me throughout those years. Um, and um, just to be true to yourself and your feelings and your intuitions and uh, and really just you know keep your faith have your faith and and hold Christ close to your heart because that's where he wants to be he wants to live through you he wants to live in you and he wants you to be his body here on earth to you know share his love and his mercy with others and so i uh i really feel like um the whole purpose of you know him leading me to Godwinks was not only to share um, what I have to offer with other people, but to know that there are a large handful of people praying for these families that maybe those prayers wouldn't have been coming in otherwise. Um, but if you have something you love, you got to stick with it. Um, you know, hold it near and dear to your heart, and just know that it's um, a gift from God that. Um, that you need to really treasure and nourish. Amen. Now let's talk about God Winks Incorporated. Mm -hmm. That is very specific, Nadine. So you talk about God Winks. Where did Winks come from? Explain that to us. Where did that come from? Because it's very powerful and very direct. Yes. Um, so, so many just little things happened that seemed like nothing or seemed like small coincidences. But I don't really believe in coincidences. Things happen for a reason. 
And in looking back on the whole process of how these things happened from that, uh, from that conversation in my, um, my prayer group and the guilty feelings I was having about the thought of stepping away from my talent to, you know, meeting this very first catalyst that presented this idea of this type of photography to me, to the second person, to my conversation with my um, spiritual advisor and so many other little things that had happened along the way. Um, and then when I decided, actually, there was just this cluster of little events that took place that were so overwhelming at one point that one day I stopped and I looked up at the sky and I was like, okay, I hear you. I'm going to do this. So you led me to it, get me through it. And I started working on the paperwork to become a nonprofit organization, which I was told would be this survival of the fittest, um, just marathon event to try and get through. Um, but there were no problems with it. I, I've never done anything like that in my life. But where I was told it was going to be probably six to eight months before I'd hear anything back from the government on it, and that they would keep asking for more and more and more information, just stick with it and you'll get through it. I was never asked for anything else. They never came back for more information. I got a confirmation letter within six weeks, not six months of here is your approved status. Uh, and I was able to immediately start a fundraising to begin services. Um, so another um, you know, important thing with Godwinks is that um, I do provide services to families at no charge to the family. Um, because especially in, in difficult situations, um, I just feel like there's a time and a place to make money um, and these type of situations is not that time or place. Um, so I never want a family to have to think about coming up with, you know, $400, $600 or what have you to, you know, be able to produce something at this point in their time in their life. And um, so I do fundraise throughout the year to provide services. Um, but for my very first fundraiser, um, there was all these Godwinks still, um, where I would start buying supplies for my event and I'd run out of money. And the next thing I needed to buy was $46. And then the next day someone would hand me a $50 bill as a donation. And I'd able to go back and get that $46 item. And it just kept moving from there. Every time I needed a dollar amount, I got that dollar amount and I was able to move forward and, and get what I needed. Um, and it's been that way throughout. Um, even this past week, I realized um, that I was pretty low on funds um, in the account. And I put a call out to say, hey, guys, I need help. Godwinks needs help right now. And uh, overnight, um, there were donations in over $1,000. And it's, it's just been absolutely amazing. And all of these little events and occurrences that all lined up to lead me in this direction were all Godwinks. And those moments with family are also Godwinks. Those, uh, you know, just times um, where you can just kind of let go with your family and enjoy that time uh, and laugh with them and just be with them. Those are Godwinks too. Um, so it just seemed like an extremely appropriate name for the organization um, so that other people might think about that name 
and realize that there are little winks going on all the time. Amen. Now you mentioned that God told you to name it God Winks Incorporated. So how important is it to listen to him? Oh, it's just so important. Uh, I mean, to really, you know, especially in this day and age, there's uh, information and influences coming from so many different directions. And he really is just truly the, the, the one and only direction and influence um, that is absolutely necessary. Um, and what I've done throughout, um, uh, you know, throughout the last many years of my career um, is really just um, try very hard to align my will with God's will um, so that I know that I'm making good and proper uh, decisions for myself and for the families with which I'm working. Amen. Very inspiring. Now, what does photography mean to you? And I know you have your camera, so can you show the audience? <laughs> so this is, this is my basic setup. I don't know if it's kind of dark here. I don't know if you can see it, but this is my basic setup. And um, so it's a lot of equipment. And this right here actually is three different pieces of equipment. Um, there's the main camera body. Um, there's this bottom part, which is um, a battery grip. It holds extra batteries so that you can shoot longer without having to lose battery power. Um, and then the front piece, which is the lens. Oops, sorry, trying to look at the camera. Um, so there are different pieces that you can add, um, subtract. Um, there are different lenses to attach for different purposes. There's different lighting, whether I would use um, on-camera or off-camera lighting. Um, and all sorts of little fun gadgets um, that get wheeled around in my uh, my wheeled handled camera bag. <laughs> uh, but so the camera bag, contents of the camera bag will just say that there is a lot in there because you need a lot to do the job right. You got to, you know, I mean, you have to have appropriate equipment for all of your different situations that you're in. Um, and it's the camera bag is worth more than my car. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, what does the word art mean to you in regards to photography? You know, it, it's really just, uh, it's, it's an expression of self um, and my own creativity uh, coupled with um, really trying to achieve the client's vision. Um, so everyone will come to you with a different idea of um, what their thoughts are for an end result and um, how they want to be seen in the pictures and how they want to be perceived in the pictures. Uh, so, you know, having time to um, really get to know the clients and um, know their personalities, um, know what their comfort levels are and so forth, um, and then being able to turn that around um, in the camera and produce uh, just really wonderful natural images natural interaction, natural um, expressions and so forth. And, um, but then there's also the computer side. So you can do so much in your camera, but then there's a lot that you can do in the computer too. And I love Photoshop. I love playing. I love, you know, pulling people out of a picture and putting them in some, you know, crazy artistic background and adding things to them, especially fun when it comes to high school seniors. 
um, you know, playing with their sports and their hobbies and things like that. Um, but also in uh, in weddings, I mean, you may have this absolutely grand image, um, say in front of a, a lakefront with your bride and groom, uh, but the sky was just very washed out that day and they were hoping for a really great sky with great clouds and stuff like that. Well, don't worry, I can take care of that later on. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, down to, uh, you know, doing a portrait of someone. I do a lot of um, professional headshots for people. Um, and there's always little fly hairs that you got to get rid of, you know, maybe uh, blemish removal or things like that. Uh, I photograph cars uh, sometimes. And um, for the cars, I'll pull them off of the parking lot that they're in and put them on a really great background. Uh, something just smashing and, uh, you know, really eye catching. Um, to help promote sales of a car. Um, so, uh, you know, from situation to situation, no matter what the subject is, no matter who the subject is, how many, um, getting to know what the end result needs to be and kind of play with those ideas to come up with something different and creative um, for each one. I love it. Now, tell us more about the major challenge you had to overcome in your life. Um, you know, I think the, the biggest challenge, um, for me, um, was, um, getting through out of and over my, um, my first marriage. Um, so my first marriage was an abusive one. Um, I had two children, uh, with him. And so it was, uh, really, um, a challenge to survive, um, day to day, week to week. Um, and then especially when uh, my children came into the picture, it was more of a dire need to survive. Um, and um, once I did, um, you know, I, and, and I, I'm very blessed to have uh, a very strong family support network. Um, my siblings and my parents have always been extremely supportive and helpful. Um, and they've really helped me out to um, you know, in the past to, to get out, to have somewhere to be. Um, and um, so they've been monumental and I've been very blessed to have them as a support network um, to help me on that. Um, but then moving on in my life, um, even when I was away from him and um, trying to live my life going forward, I, I spent many years um, harboring um, ill feelings, feelings of just hate, hatred and resentment and, um, you know, um, wishing he'd drive off of a cliff when he was in his car <laughs> and just, you know, terrible thoughts that, um, you know, are really not good. Um, but being able to forgive, um, I think was the biggest, uh, hurdle that I had. And, um, uh, I, you know, my, uh, my older son, who's now, um, 23 actually was um, just, um, I've been able to see God a lot in him. And, um, his willingness to forgive in life really gave me uh, the power that I needed um, to be able to forgive as well. Um, so uh, the better part of a decade ago, I um, was able to actually um, forgive um, my ex-husband and um, just let go of those feelings. And um, I think the the biggest thing that I would stress to anyone in that type of situation um, is that 
forgiving doesn't mean forgetting and allowing someone to keep walking on you. Um, forgiving just means letting go of those ill feelings and those feelings of hatred um, and being able to free yourself from that bondage. Um, so you don't have to forget and let back in. Um, you just have to forgive and let go. Um, and once I was able to forgive and start letting go of those um, feelings, there was a thousand pound weight off of my shoulders. And I immediately started feeling the healing uh, in my life. Amen. Forgiveness truly matters. It absolutely does. Every bit. Now, for the audience that's listening, that finds it very difficult to forgive, what is your best advice mm. to the audience? You know, um, I had I had taken um, several steps to um, really become closer to um, our Lord, and um, the more I was able to grow in a personal relationship with Christ uh, and know Him personally, um, the easier it was to um, to be able to understand. Um, what it means to actually forgive. Um, and I, you know, I look back at um, Christ crucified and, um, you know, that right on the cross as he was dying, he was able to forgive um, the people that did this to him. And, um, you know, even the, uh, the thief hanging next to him, uh, you know, Christ was able to, after everything he had been through, the the torture, the pain, the humiliation, um, was able to forgive. And I've not gone through a fraction of that. Um, so for that, I have to be grateful. Um, and yes, I've been through quite a bit, um, but he knows everything that I've been through and more. Um, so the more I was able to grow in a relationship with him, the more... Um, it made sense to be able to let go of those ill feelings and move on and align myself more with Christ. Um, and one of the major steps that I did in that was actually uh, making a consecration of my life, giving my life to him through his mother, Mary, um, which especially helped me um, in um, getting through my children also having suffered consequences um, from their biological father. And um, no one in this world knows more um, a mother watching her son suffer than Our Lady, the mother of, of Jesus. And um, so to um, build my relationship with her, um, whose purpose on this earth is ultimately to lead us to her son, uh, was a huge part in my uh, my journey toward becoming just so close to him um, that you just have to forgive. That's right. It, again, it does matter, forgiveness. Now, for the audience that's listening in regards to the forgiveness process and building a relationship with God, what is your best advice to them to build a relationship with him? You know, just to spend time with him every day. Um, whether you um, would go into, um, into your church, if you are a member of a church, 
um, if you um, have the opportunity to sit in front of him uh, in the form of the Blessed Sacrament. Um, it's so powerful. And um, But most importantly, just to take time uh, each day to pray to him, to talk to him, and just have conversation with him and let him know um, that, that you love him, that you appreciate um, what you have, um, all of your gifts from God, and, um, and really just spend that time with him uh, um, on a daily basis. Um, and at the lowest points of my life, the, uh, the most of that I could do was uh, to give thanks for just simple little things like the birds chirping outside my window or, geez, waking up that day. <laughs> um, you know, some people go to bed and don't wake up in the morning. Um, and some people wish that was the case, unfortunately. But there's so many things to be grateful for. And if we start with little things um, like, a, you know, a roof over our head or the beautiful trees out in the backyard and, um, you know, the children laughing and playing outside and things like that, just little things, anything that you can grasp onto to be thankful for and give thanks that day. Um, it, it starts building up into more and more of a positive thing. And um, what I did was I started making that a routine first thing in the morning every day um, before I would put my feet on the floor. And I still carry that through today. Um, before I put my feet on the floor, I give thanks to God for um, anything that I can think of. And I offer my day to him. And, uh, and I try and carry him with me throughout the day. And I, every day I ask him, uh, to help me to live with him, in him, through him, for him, and him in me. Amen. Now, what is your why that keeps you going? <laughs> uh, of course, the Lord, but my family. Um, you know, I have um, just a wonderful husband now, and uh, my two uh, my two boys, um, and I have two wonderful stepchildren as well, um, and I just. Have such a wonderful family, my siblings and their families, my mom, uh, and, um, my, my church, my church family, uh, my, my prayer group family. I have so many people that, um, are just so, um, they really just enrich my life, um, beyond words. Amen. Now, was there a time in your life where you experienced an aha moment? <laughs> Um, a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if I can really single that out to one moment. Um, but I, I would just have to say that, you know, my experience, um, with, um, the presentation of the idea of my nonprofit, um, to all of the steps in between and, um, all of the times that I would be nervous about how I'm going to take the next step how I'm going to get through the next quarter and, um, you know, even through the next session. Um, uh, every time that I've questioned and God has come through with what I've needed exactly when I need it every time. And every time that's happened, it's been an aha moment. And it's like, oh, I don't need to worry. I don't need to stress because he's got this. If he leads you to it, he'll lead you through it. Amen. And he gives his toughest battles to his toughest warriors, right? <laughs> yes, now, Nadine, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? 
you know, like I said, just to be thankful um, for the big things, the little things, don't forget the little things, uh, you know, um, just to continue to um, really give thanks every day and to try and give back and to try and, um, you know, really live that joy in your life and, um, you know, exude that joy in your life so that you can share it with others, share his love with those around you. Um, and, um, and just keep that, um, you know, that positive note of the Lord living through you on a daily basis, as difficult as it may be. Um, and I know it can be difficult. I've been through so many difficult times and moments and days and weeks and years. Um, that it, sometimes it seems impossible, um, but nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Very powerful. Nadine, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. I appreciate you. Now, I appreciate me to be on, Gigi. I love your energy and uh, you know your grace and what you do. It's just absolutely wonderful. Thank you for having me on. And thank you for your kind words. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Now, the audience find you. Um, so there are two websites, um, nadinesavianophoto.com and godwinksinc.org. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Nadine at nadinesavianophoto.com and again, godwinks.org. And check out our camera there. Zoom in, bring it closer. Let's bring it closer one more time. <laughs> yes. And again, thank you. You have a blessed day, Nadine. You as well, Gigi. Thank you so much.